0: Welcome to My Beauty fuel, Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York, living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. So I'm here today at Les Bains Hôtels au Marais following the My Beauty Fuel Food launch event. And I have the pleasure of welcoming Shireen here to talk about Bastide, Uh, She's the co-founder of this brand, and I'd love to hear more about it. Thank you so much for joining us, Shireen. So happy to be here and tell you more
1: about Bastide. Go for it. Go for it. So um, Bastide is a, a beauty and lifestyle brand from the south of France that my husband and I founded about three years ago. Um, it used to exist under the name Côté Bastide, so it's actually an almost 30-year-old um, brand, a kind of an iconic brand from, from Aix-en-Provence that we decided to um, take over. The founder was retiring, and we, it was a brand that we loved so much, the whole idea of working with artisans and really um, keeping alive the the... The savoir-faire of, of making beauty from the south of France. So we bought the brand, um, and kind of simultaneously, um, a little bit before, we bought a beautiful old house, which is called a bastide, um, in right outside of Aix-en-Provence, and we were restoring it, and um, and really realized that when we're eating from the market and eating um, from our garden, we just feel so much better, and the kids are healthier, and they have rosy cheeks, and we thought, you know, this is exactly what we want for for our body, and um, and so. Everything that we do with Bastide is really geared towards that. We always say, if we can put it on our kids, then it's then it's uh, good for Bastide. And um, and the idea of Bastide is really also th- what happens in a beautiful in a house like that is you know you have great cooking, you have great sounds, happy laughter, you have kids running around, um, you have beautiful smells, um, and that's really what Bastide is about. This whole um, idea of taking time, of slowing down, of smelling. And feeling life, and, and and really taking care of yourself. So that was that's always our idea behind the brand. I find that very interesting in contrast with the fact that you
0: spend um, half of your time in New York as well. Uh, being that New York, I find that being a New Yorker, that it's very difficult to find that balance there.
1: How do you find yeah. that balance in New York and in France and in France? Well I think that's actually kind of the reason um, really another reason that that Bastide uh, came to us and that we that we decided to to, to to make this brand is because you you know I've kind of lived all over the world I was born in Iran I've um, German parents so I spent a lot of time in Germany um, and and in the US and then in France and in Italy and I, I really feel like what I've found in Provence is this, um, you know, for my husband, it's really a retour aux sources, so really a return to his homeland. And for me, um, maybe also because now I have kids and I'm a little bit older, I really found that it was a it was teaching me to to be different in my life, to really take time, to slow down. There's such a beautiful light there. There's, you know, create and, a crea- and it really you crave to be creative and um, and also to just really take care of yourself. So I think Provence taught me. Um, to, to do that and to really take care of myself. And that's something we bring back to New York. And a big part of Bastide is creating these moments because it's absolutely our belief that if you're taking care of yourself, if you have an incredible moment in the morning, in the shower, um, you know, with our, we have these amazing shower gels that are made from olive oil and coconut oil, and you just have this moment that that you know the smell is beautiful the texture is incredible it's good for your skin and that sets you off on a different day different kind of day and i think that that's really um that was always our idea of bastide and it's those things that i bring back to me to new york and it's it's those moments that help me um enjoy new york to its fullest i love the excitement of new york the positivity uh the energy but I think you have to know to say no to a lot of things, and you have to keep filling your body with good food and um, and nourishing your skin with incredible ingredients. So I think that's a
0: fantastic way to talk about the contrast because it's true that creating these non-negotiable moments, um, I spoke with another one of our interview podcasters about this, Claire, and that she's made meditation and a non-negotiable in her life. And I think that that's one thing that you can get very wrapped up in New York is, leaving the non-negotiables to the side because life just goes too fast. Um, so I love this idea of bringing with you what you've found in the south of France to New York. How do you suggest others to find this sense of solitude amongst the hustle and bustle of the big city? Because even though New York, I always like to say,
1: is this quite a bit faster than Paris, for Parisians, Paris is pretty quick. Pretty quick, absolutely. Everything is quick and everything is getting quicker. So I think um, for me, it's been finding... I think so many things we grow up with and we take them for granted like one thing that I really noticed is I grew up in nature I grew up on a farm and then you kind of go through your life thinking oh you know plants are there trees are there you just kind of don't pay attention and what I've just tried to do is to be much more aware and say um, you know really take time to walk in a forest you know or to walk in a garden or to walk in a park um, and, and and take time to look at a tree it's really the the one thing that I've learned in my life is it's so much about being being very aware and being very present in the moment and I think that lets you enjoy your day fully and and keeps you from rushing even more because I think it's this pace of, of New York this lifestyle that 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 rushes you and if you don't learn physically to slow down then um, then it kind of pulls you away with it I think the other thing is really learning to say no. I've learned to say no to so many things so that I have time to do the things I really want to do and, um, and that gives me so much more peace and so much more happiness. I can completely understand that and uh, I think I should apply some of those
0: to my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to go back a little bit and talk about your
1: past. You just said mentioned that you grew up on a farm, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we um, we first lived in Iran, and then when the revolution happened, we left Iran. My parents are both German, um, and we moved to Virginia, and we had a horse farm in Gordonsville, Virginia. Um, so it's agriculture and horses, and uh, you know, a great way to, to grow up, because you kind of learn to to work in the, you know, we had to work in the hay fields, uh, drive tractors, I mean, my mom's an incredible person who knows how to fix fences, and you know, can sew anything, and. Um, so I think it's just a, um, it was a beautiful way to grow up, A very, um, very close to nature. We were with our parents a lot um, and with animals, you know, so we always had a lot of dogs and cats and horses. How
0: is the German culture a part of your life in America?
1: I think my... My mother, I mean, my my grandmother's had a huge impact on me. We always spent our summers in Germany, and then I worked in Germany for seven years after college. And one thing that I remember so vividly is my grandmother um, being very into homeopathy, and she was actually cured when she was eight years old um, by homeopathy. So she really believed in every time we had something, you know, she would give us Arnica or Comoduron or... So you know, so I think that for me, Germany has this very I, I feel like I really grew up with this idea that nature can heal you and that natural things can really make a difference and that you shouldn't just kind of dismiss them as nothing. And I remember when I was growing up, it was kind of people w- wouldn't take it so seriously and now as I've gotten older, most people have learned that it's that it's absolutely um, often better than traditional medicine or at least in conjunction with traditional medicine so I think that's something that was really wonderful that I got from my German side and and it was a very healthy way of growing up I remember my mother never wanted to give us antibiotics as kids and we were probably the only ones you know in school everyone thought why wouldn't you give your kid antibiotics all the time they thought it was a wonder drug and and I felt like my mother because of her German side kind of had that vision to know that you want to Really keep your your body as pure and as as natural as you possibly can. Um, so I I think that's really It sounds like it's definitely had an impact on absolutely yes maybe even Bastide. I think so, and I think you know it's funny. My husband is um, is part Egyptian and part Vietnamese, um, but born in France, so he's French, Egyptian, Vietnamese, and then I'm obviously completely German, but kind of grew up all over the place. So so I think that Bastide is. For sure, inspired by so many um, different cultures, and and kind of you know accepting the beauty from everywhere. So it's yeah, a bit of a melting pot. Yeah, it's absolutely a melting pot. I think it's just because of us, you know. That's
0: the so you mentioned that after school you had moved to Germany for seven years.
1: Um, can you tell us a little bit about your professional parcours, as yeah, you say sure. in French? So I um, started out in public relations and worked for a, actually worked for Gucci in Germany when Tom Ford was just starting, which wow. was super exciting. And then um, and then I worked as an editor. I was the fashion director of a magazine called Amica mm-hmm. in, in Germany. That magazine has existed both in Italy and in Germany. This was the German version and um, it was amazing because I got to go to, you know, all the couture shows, I was in New York, I was in Milan, I was in Paris, I saw the men's shows, the women's shows, uh, so it was just an incredible uh, time, too. I remember seeing the last Laurent show, and then also his, I mean, the, the finale, the, the big one, but also some of his last shows where, he, you know, he would still send in the girls with his hands, and he would have the beautiful flowers, so it's just, a, culturally, I thought it was a, you know, it was an amazing time, and, and... Incredible experience to see all of that, um, and then I moved to Italy for about six months, and then to New York. Um, and in New York, I did the communications for Yves Saint Laurent. So it was actually again working for Tom Ford. Tom Ford asked me to to um, to move back to New York, and then um, when he left Saint Laurent, I stayed on with Stefano Pilati, and then when he started his own brand, Tom Ford, I joined him again. So okay, so I've kind of yeah, it's been a it's been a lot of fun. And always, yeah. And I worked some, and some in beauty as well. So I always did um, some work with the the beauty, but I was more more on the fashion side.
0: It's interesting. A lot of people that have been on Savoir Vivre, and a lot of people that I've met in real life have converted from fashion to wellness. Why did that happen for you? And why do you think that that happens in general for people?
1: I think I mean, for sure, it's a little bit about growing older and maybe a little wiser I think it's also for me it was having kids I think as soon as I had kids you just pay so much attention you have this tiny little thing that you know is in a bathtub and you wonder what what you you don't you almost don't want to put anything on them you know you're so careful about um, what you would put on their skin what you would feed them um, being aware of if you give them any medication trying not to give them anything you know keeping them as pure as possible so I think that was the real lesson for me was my my kids I think that changed me a lot and, and then listening to your, yourself, to your body, that you're, when you're eating well and you're taking care of yourself and sleeping, um, I, I think as a young person, um, maybe also growing up with German parents who were very... Uh, you know we never got to really take moment to take a moment to feel sorry for ourselves you know Germans are very like okay let's keep going and you're tough and don't complain and I and I as an adult I then learned that it's okay sometimes to say you know what I'm tired I need to go to sleep and it, it's also okay to eat a little bit more chocolate one day and then eat something less the next day so I'm, I'm I think what I've really learned now in my life is to have a good balance I don't I never think about food, I don't have to deprive myself of anything, so I eat whatever I feel like, and and I, you know, do sports, but I'm not crazily, it's, it's more about feeling good, and it's less about um, trying to fit into any kind of, uh, you know, role, so. Did you ever feel like you needed to fit into a role? Well, I think when you're younger, maybe you, you know, you look at magazines and you think I should look a certain way, or I should... Um, but I, I, I honestly feel like in my life, thankfully, I've never been very focused on having to go on a diet. Or, you know, I think I think when you're listening to your body and you're really in tune with it, then all of that comes naturally. Then it's not such a forced effort. I feel like um, sometimes this kind of forced, you know, working out like crazy, and then you're you're so tired that you. You know, I, I think that what we re- we all really need to do is to listen to our bodies and 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 relax into them, and eat the things that we're craving at that moment because it's our body telling us those things. So and and then it then it all becomes really easy and and you're not fighting, you're not trying to keep off weight or trying to gain weight or, um, I don't know. It's just I think that's something that I've definitely learned with age.
0: <laughs> well, it's
1: definitely something I've also heard. I mean,
0: it's. Pairinette that when people are trying so incredibly hard to lose weight they have so much trouble whereas Letting go things become so much easier But there's that problem where you can't just tell yourself let go There's that moment where you have to find a way to let go. Yes was there ever. Did you ever experience
1: this? Yeah, there's a great book actually that I just read it's by Michael a singer, and it's called the surrender experiment um, and it's this very interesting book uh, where he's a graduate student and um, I think like we all have that voice in our heads You know, that's kind of a little bit of a negative voice that tells us. Oh, you just said something stupid or, or yeah You're you know, or you're kind of a loser We all have that voice and when he heard that voice in his head He was like I want to get rid of it. And so he started meditating night and day and um, and then after a while realize that it's not something you can quiet you can't quiet the voice you have to accept it and you have to know that it's there but what he decides to do is um to surrender to life and he calls it the surrender experiment and basically his point is is that we're such a small part of this bigger thing that's called life and that we should just let it go a little bit that we we're also growing up with so many um Exp- every time we have an experience, we start to build another layer that protects us. And so he says that very often we have to go at new experiences without closing ourselves. like so so never close if something hurts, you know, if someone touches a part of us that hurts because of an experience that we've had in the past, we tend to close. And he says, don't close, let that happen. and then and and oftentimes, you know we'll we'll we won't want to. Um, let something into our lives because we've had bad experiences or because we think this isn't going to work and he says it's exactly we have to stay open to those new things like I think someone wanted to build a um, you know he had guys who uh, a couple who wanted to start um, meditating with him on his property and he's like the last thing I want is to have people meditating with me I want to be by myself but he decides because he's surrendering to allow them to, to be with him and then he realizes what wonderful people they are and how much they're bringing to his yoga practice. And then those sa- this same couple wants to build a house on his property. He's like, why would I let anyone build a property on my house? But he surrenders to it. And they actually let him um, decide how to build the house. And then when they leave, they leave the house to him. So, you know, it's just his whole book is about how his life changed because he just surrendered and he let things come into his life that he otherwise would have dismissed. And I, so I think that for me is a really interesting... Um, ex, you know, experience. It's interesting to read it, and it's very interesting to kind of test yourself and to say, you know, how far can I go in just letting things happen to me and not trying to control them so much, and and where does that take me, and who does it bring me to, and what do I discover? You know. So I think. Um, no, I think that's, that's a fantastic way to talk about
0: it. I mean, even given this morning as an example, we knew that we were going to have this moment together. But at no point in the morning did we say, like, okay, when are we going to... Should we start at what time? And and it happened. And here we are. Yeah. And it's wonderful. And
1: so I I love that. I really, really like that. Yeah. And I think think for me, it's given me so much peace because I think I grew up, um, you know, working very hard. I've always earned my own money. I've, you know, and I feel like this is the first time in my life where I can... Kind of say, you know what? Let 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 life go a little bit. Let it just take me where it goes. And I think then life brings you a lot of really magical gifts and a lot of people that you otherwise wouldn't have met because maybe you were closed. Or um, and I think his other point about not, you know, when something hurts you, when someone touches a soft a sore spot in your heart, and you tend to close and you kind mm-hmm. of back off, and is to just let it happen. I think that's another thing that's really helped me because I find that. Um, and his point is that when you let that, when you don't close then your energy that's inside of you can percolate and, and come out and be energetic and have real um, real power and if you're constantly closing you're depressing your energy and keeping it inside of you so those are two things that lately I've really started to pay attention to and, and it's you know really helped me it's, it's definitely been good for me well, I think that that's wonderful to hear and I think that's definitely something that
0: our listeners can take along with them. Um, I'd also like to continue to track back. And you obviously have a, or I can imagine you have a very special relationship with your husband. Yes. Being that you have started Investing Together. How did you guys meet and how did this
1: all come about? So we met at a dinner in New York. Um, I was actually still dating someone at the time. And I remember um, he, was, he was one of those people. He's very good looking. And so I thought, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be one of those typical new yorkers kind of been there done that Um, totally i just didn't think that i would take him seriously and then he was so nice at dinner and he has a son that's um much older than my kids and so he was talking about his son and i thought gosh what a nice guy and the next day he sent me flowers and a handwritten note and um and because i still had a boyfriend we were really friends at first um, but I remember even that evening when I first met him, um, we were tying, you know, it was part of the dinner ritual that you would tie, uh, I think it's that seven-knot bracelet, you know, it's like a little red bracelet yep. with seven knots around your wrist, and I remember him tying it on me and kind of getting chills, like thinking, this is crazy, you know, I just felt so connected to him. Um, but we didn't start going out until six months later, and from that, you know, you know when we, um, it was he invited me to, the, to Millbrook, which is in upstate New York, and I remember... Walking into the house that he was renting in Millbrook and feeling like I'd known him my whole life, and also realizing that if he loved the country in Millbrook, um, then he was much more down to earth than I than I had expected, and 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 we basically were together ever since. So, it's it was a very um, again a very organic experience. It really just happened, and even. Um, you know I think it was six months later he asked me to marry him one night just totally out of nowhere you know we hadn't even talked about getting married or so it was another interesting experience in my life where things just happened very organically and very naturally and that's why they were good you know it wasn't complicated I didn't have to say you know marry me or (laughs) I mean you know I think yeah completely um, so so he's and he's been he's an incredible force he's a Entrepreneur, he has—he started his own hair care line called Frederick Fakai, um, sold it in 2008, and then just recently bought it back. So now he's building his business, so building Fakai, and then. Um, In the in the meantime when he had sold Fokai Thank you Fukai. I'm using some Uh, of your products today. It's so good, and you should see he just did a completely clean line called the pure one That is to die for it's really the first really clean line that actually works, and it's really good for your for your hair so um, so he's just amazing and he has an amazing energy and, and we Bastide kind of fell into our laps again because we knew the founder of Côté Bastide and loved what she did but we also had our own vision for what we wanted to do which is also why we renamed it Bastide um, we really wanted it to be a clean brand um, to be something um, that, that brought people back to this this moment of, of taking care of yourself you know beautiful smells so we're kind of inspired by any by all the moments that we share in, in Provence you know we have a beautiful fig tree in our garden we have lavender fields we have um, olive trees and and all of that kind of inspires us to to keep making products we just came out with an amazing line um, our first two skincare products and and it was it was really clear from the beginning that we don't want to just make products to have another line I think it's everything that we do has to have a real reason so we always start with an incredible ingredient that really um, is amazing and that is incredibly good for the skin and then work around that and create something that's really interesting and I'm lucky because Frederick's been formulating for his whole life and he's also from the south of France so he knows everyone there so we've worked you know, we've had the chance to work with really, really incredible people. We also, um, you know, work with homeopaths, with... Um, so so this brand is very much um, our own journey, our own life, and how we want it to be better, and, and then creating products around it. So for our skincare, we did one mask um, that's made from a, uh, a clay d'argile, from the Roussillon region, which is that beautiful kind of red clay region. And this clay is called live clay because the sun really um, makes it live, like makes it incredibly detoxifying. So. You'll see when you put on the mask, um, what we've also done is we've added in red rice and added in extracts of lemon, of, of melon, uh, seed. So it's, it's very um, purifying, but at the same time moisturizing, because we didn't want a clay mask that would be super drying and kind of pull at your skin, but really moisturize at the same time. So um, we're always working on the formulations being very modern, but the ingredients being very pure. Um, and then we also did our second is a face oil, and that really came um, very early on. Uh, we launched a product that's called Huile Épatante. It's a dry oil for the body, and it's, um, f- um, the base is a, is a fleur d'oranger, so it has a really beautiful um, orange blossom um, smell. Butter, Yeah, and, and people, you know, it, it's by far our best seller, and everyone was always asking, when are you finally going to do an oil for the face? And so um, we pretty quickly started working on the on our face oil, which is called Elixir 2. and we worked on it for almost three years. I think we had 52 um, renditions and kept. Wow. Making it better and better and better. I think, again, because we wanted it, the formulation to be very modern. So what's what we're very proud of is that it applies like an oil but dries down like a serum. So it's a very, um, you know, it doesn't leave an oily, greasy residue on your face. And the reason we call it Elixir Deux is for two reasons. One is to always remind, you know, one thing, the the, the skincare is also very much inspired by my French girlfriends and the way they take care of their skin and to, to really simplify, to have fewer products, um, but to think about the integrity of the skin, building it so that it doesn't need a ton of product, but you're always, you know, you're using rituals, you're doing things in a daily um, fashion so that your skin stays strong and the the, um, the integrity of your skin is, is, is solid. So um, the, the Elixir Deux is for the décolleté and the face, which okay. is really that one thing that I learned from French women is take care of your décolleté as much as of your face. And um, then the other reason it's called Elixir Deux is because we have a blend of seven oils and five um, extracts. And what we've done is, is we have very, very light oil like absinian oil that, is, um, that actually can penetrate and it fills in your lipid, your bilipid layer so that the, the integrity of your skin is, is solid and, and, and moisturized and um, plumped. And then there's a second layer of very fine oils that actually stays on your skin as a a layer against um, any kind of pollution and um, free radicals so it's a really um, very functional oil it's super incredible the experience is beautiful we even have on our website we have a little tutorial on how to do a little massage when you're applying it so again creating those rituals that will let your skin you know take up the product more easily and and do incredible things so it's I can't it. wait to try it, it sounds yeah. just fantastic yes, it is and the, you know again they're, the smells the whole ritual of it is really pleasing so it's beautiful so I'd like to finish before we pass on
0: to some rapid fire questions mm-hmm. one question very important to this interview what is the
1: savoir vivre of Shirin the savoir vivre um what is the subway? I think kind of what we've talked about, you know, the the whole idea of. Um, so I think as a mother, one thing that I've learned is to is how much you can you can do with observation by, by watching your kids, and you learn um, what their preferences are, um, how they grow, even even just seeing how a child learns to walk or learns how to run. Um, so I think that being a mother has taught me a lot about being present and being very aware and not letting my mind run away with all the the to-do lists that that I still have to finish because I think one of the wisest things I've ever heard is that we live in this moment. We live in this present moment. You don't live your life in the future and you don't live your life in the past. So if you're not really aware of everything that's happening right here, you're not living your life. And, and I think with all of this technology and and life being so quick and and creating a business, you know running a business with my husband um, It's really easy to get lost in that and then look back and think you know, where did it all go? And so I'm that's my one thing is that I um, That I really always try to come back to this moment and be here That's fantastic the present moment is the
0: only moment we really have so yeah, absolutely got to really take advantage is. of it. Yeah, so I'd imagine that you have some specific routines. Mm-hmm. What would be your morning routine?
1: So morning routine, I mean, one, this is really, I, I, I definitely always try to simplify, to keep things very simple. I have two kids, I have to get them to school in the morning, um, relatively on time. So so my morning routine is really pretty simple. I've tried to simplify it as much as I can. Um, I do a quick um, face wash in the morning. Then I use BioDama to get rid of any little bits of residue. Um, one very exciting thing is that we're we're also working on a completely natural form of BioDama, so um, that that should be really exciting because it's a product that I, I love, but I'm not crazy about the ingredients to be honest. But it really is the thing that really gets off all your makeup. So for yeah. the time being, I use the BioDama, and then we um, um, and then I what else do I do? Let me just think quickly. Um, I don't really do any kind of masks. I really just use the oil. So depending on the the weather, I mean, I think the other thing is, is really good, again, when you're listening to your body, same thing with your skin. If you feel like you need a little bit of more, more moisture, maybe I'll use a serum and then use the oil or I'll just use the oil. I do a quick little massage um, and then I apply, I always use eyeliner and mascara and then just a little bit of, um, I have this Beulogique Recherche Bio Kiss that I use for my lips, and that's pretty much it. And then I'm any, good to go. Any favorite makeup brand? Um, well, I do love Tom Ford. I love the Tom Ford eyeliner. It's amazing. It just really works. It's kind of like a, um, you know, beautiful almost calligraphy pen. It's just really good. Uh, I'm excited to try the new Victoria Beckham makeup line. That looks very exciting. Um, and I think, and then there's a there's a beautiful Kahar Weiss um, lip that's also lovely so that's your morning routine that's my morning routine
0: do you have a morning food routine do you eat breakfast in you the morning
1: I don't really so I usually I drink an almond milk latte uh, sorry not almond milk lead of one it's not oat milk so I drink oat milk latte in the morning and I don't really have breakfast that's another change that that kind of happened in the last five years and I really realized if I don't eat in the morning I feel I have so much more energy um, I used to always eat a toast thinking that I should and that I and it really is the biggest lesson that I've learned is that that you really do not need breakfast and that it actually helps you have more energy during the day. Um, so I only have a, a latte and it's all I and it's, it's not like I'm depriving myself it's just that's all I, I need and and my kids I make breakfast for them so they eat a proper breakfast and then I take them to school so usually we do you know we do pancakes we do. Um, French toast. We do uh, crepes. I even make crepes. Fine. I usually do the batter the night before, and then I can just quickly make crepes in the morning. So um, it's actually a quicker thing than than anything. Than really? Anything, yeah. And what about the evening? Evening routine is pretty similar. Um, usually in the evening, I'll try to do a quick mask. So that's usually when I use um, when I use our mask. Our mask I use maybe once a week sometimes twice a week, or I do like little spot treatments because it's also really good at drying any kind of area that's inflamed, um, getting inflammation out of your skin. And then, or I'll do kind of more of a moisture mask, and then I, um, again, I use the Bioderma to take off all makeup. I use a uh, cleansing milk from Biologique Recherche, and then I use the P50, which is a great, um, great, great product. Um, it just—I've really learned that it helps to get rid of all my dead skin cells. I, I really believe in like very mild exfoliation. So, um, one other thing that I learned from from French friends um, and and the way French women take care of their skin is to really be kind to your skin, to be gentle, to not. Um, I have I have a, a good good friend um, who always says. You should treat your you should treat your skin like a silk shirt. So you would never use harsh chemicals on your skin, um, or on a skirt on a on a silk shirt. So you should never use them on your skin. And and I really believe that. So using kind of very light exfoliation is good, which is the P50. And then I right after the P50, I'll um, again use our oil, which is just amazing. It's really beautiful. And then in the morning you wake up. Um, it also you know it smells nice, so my husband doesn't think I stink at night. And yeah. Um, it's been, the oil's been a game changer for me. It's been really good. And I usually use a little bit under eye too. I use a little bit of under eye cream. Okay. Um, I have a great brand called MBR. Oh, and one thing I forgot about the morning is I usually use the sunscreen too. It's the MBR sunscreen. It's a German brand and they have the best sunscreen I've ever used because it's very yeah? hydrating. It doesn't like dry your skin and it plumps it and, um, so that's, that's a, been kind of a new find. Fantastic. Yeah. What do you do when you have the blues when you're a little bit down? i think again i guess this comes with age but to really learn to accept it and to really feel it to let it to let and and to say you know uh, to to kind of check in with yourself and say wow why am i feeling this way and it's interesting and just letting it go you know not not holding on to it not letting it get to you and i think then it becomes almost beautiful it's 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 this this uh These waves of life, I think when you have downs, then you can also have ups again. And I I try to always teach that to my kids too. And I say, if you don't have hard moments, then the the easy ones don't feel so easy. So it's kind of the same thing with blues, Um, you know, seeing that the sun will come up again and it'll feel good. Um, So acknowledging them and moving forward. Yes,
0: yeah. Um, My final question for you is how do you handle and toggle being in between two different countries? What's your key to success?
1: Uh, I think one thing is just not even thinking about jet lag I never let jet lag even get to me I just kind of say whenever I arrive somewhere I'm on the new time and I but I also give myself breaks so if I feel like I need a quick power nap I'll take a power nap and I um, and I try to not I try to schedule so that my first day isn't too crazy because I know that's I know that my body needs a little bit of time to get used to the new new place and to be a little bit softer with yourself so i think it's also that i think it's learning uh, that you know you can have a very fast pace but you also have to learn to take time out and to not feel like that's a luxury but but actually necessity that you you need to take care of yourself because otherwise you can't keep going and you're not going to be happy so um i think it's i also had um i got the shingles when i was 40 which is very young wow and i think that was a real wake-up call for me to say Um, I can't just power through everything. I have a husband who has so much energy and he can do, you know, move mountains at any time of day. And I just realized that I don't have that energy and that I need to be kinder to myself and listen and say, okay, now, you know, I I really need to sleep or I really need to eat or I really need to drink and, um, and just be okay with that. that. Yeah. Be okay with that. Not being so tough on yourself.
0: I think tuning in is is so key, and I'm so grateful that you took the time to share your Sabbath with us this morning. Thank you so such much. such a pleasure,
1: and thank you for having me, and thank you for the beautiful yoga class and all the lovely people. It was
0: wonderful. We had a fantastic morning, for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much.